This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. What kind of chicken should I raise on my homestead? How do I grow corn on my property? Meat cow or milk cow? Are goats really the worst? What is the best breed of pig for my place? What is a soil pet? A Cornish cross is the devil. So how do I skin this deer? You ready to get your hands dirty? <laughs> it's Homesteady, the short edition. Here we go. Okay, I'm going to be honest. We're running late this month. You might have noticed October 1st, there was no episode of Homesteady in the queue. It's because we're working on a really, really big story. It's a great one. And it's going over schedule. But I'm not going to rush the story just to get it out on time. Instead, I figured I'd share a homesteady short with you guys. We haven't had a short in a while. Something really in-depth. So today we're going to dive deep into the subject of pigs. Now hang in there right to the end of the episode because we're going to give you a sneak peek of this upcoming episode which is really just, it's exciting. It's, I'm really excited about this one. Uh, so stay tuned for that sneak peek into the next episode coming. And we also have a special announcement. Uh, so stay tuned to the right up to the end of this episode. Now, today's interview, I have a great interview with a man named Tom Dexter. Tom is my number one source for anything pig, including the pigs we raise on our farm. We buy all our feeder pigs from him. He's a great source of knowledge about pigs, and he helps answer a lot of questions. Now, this episode is pulled from the Homesteady Pioneers Library. The Pioneer Library, found at thisishomesteady.com, is full of members-only episodes of Homesteady. Perhaps every month you've been listening to the one new episode of Homesteady and wanting more. Well, we actually make two episodes of Homesteady every month. One of them goes into iTunes the other into the Pioneer Library. Want to listen to two episodes of Homesteady every month? Go to thisishomesteady.com and join. We'll talk a little bit more about it later, but for now, let's get into our interview with Tom Dexter. 
This is actually a video in the Pioneer Library. You can see Tom's farm. You can see the pigs that he's talking about. Uh, but for you guys, I figured we'd pull an excerpt from it and uh, share the audio. It's great information if you're thinking about doing pigs. So, Pigs 101 with Tom Dexter. Here we go. So today we're talking with Tom Dexter. Tom is my number one source for pigs. I throw everyone who asks me, where do I go for pigs? I bring them to Tom. Tom was a huge help to us when we first started pig farming. We started with just two. We got two from Tom. And now I'm picking up 10 today. And the reason why I'm picking up 10 is because things have gone really well, pig farming. And the reason I think that they've gone really well is because of Tom's help. He really gets us off on the right track. So today, Tom's going to help you get off on the right track. <laughs> well, well, thank you, Austin. It's yeah. good to see you. Yeah, um, good to be here, Tom. Nice day. The snow's gone. You thank God. Like... <laughs> Jeez, I didn't think that had ever ended. But... So, it's a bad winter. Yeah, um, you're on what's left of my grandfather's farm. Um, awesome. I'm the third generation here. Um, as you drive down West Street, you're going to think, you know, what is he doing here? And it's <laughs> like we were here before everything else was here right. and like that. Um, my grandfather, uh, he had a dairy, he milked cows, and he also had some pigs that he ran down here in the back of the farm. Um, and not too big of an operation, but again, it was it would subsidize his dairy thing. And, wow. you know, he would milk and pedal to local you know, yeah. uh, uh, houses in you know, Forestville and like that, and they started with a horse and wagon, and then went to a pickup no truck way. and did that. So, so that, did he deliver with the horse and wagon? Yeah, my father used to do that. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah. Oh man. So then milked the cows by hand. Yep. And, and like that, because they had no electricity when, when yeah. this was all happening at first. So that's how this place it got started. Um, they come here in 1921. Um, and uh, my grandfather bought the place in 1929 at the height of the Depression, wow. and he made it through, thank yeah. God. And so that's how we got going. And I always had animals. We've raised pork for ourselves. And I had some uh, Jersey cows and some Herefords I played with. I didn't but know you had cows. Yeah, then I got into the, the pigs more, and I, I kind of... I got a few, and uh, well, like I said, we always had them for ourselves. But I got a few as a kid, and yeah. we'd put them in, you know, the freezer for people and like that. And then I had trouble getting quality feeder pigs. What happened in between your grandfather and you, Tom? Did your dad continue this? He too? did a little, but not not a lot. Why? Yeah, uh, my father liked horses. Oh wow! Yeah, so it's uh, just a different direction. <laughs> that's his thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah so um, did he have horses here on the farm? Yeah, in fact, this was a, a two-stall horse really? barn right here where my nursery oh, kind of. Wow. Wow, yeah, all right. So, and how, and, how much bigger was the farm? Uh, when they first come here, uh, there was like almost 60 acres. Really? And we're down to 12 now. Yeah, and yeah. It's like I couldn't afford to buy the 12 that we're sitting on yeah. because of the price of everything. Oh, yeah. So high, it's so. changed. But when you come to Tom's, you pull in behind a restaurant. It's tucked away. But it's I love it because as soon as it looks like you're on the main strip here, but when you come back here, it's this beautiful little, you know, serene farm tucked away. Yeah, where the, where the restaurant is used to be my grandfather's dairy barn. Really? And we have a right of way still over there. Property. I love that. <laughs> you know, I yeah. always pull out in the morning when I got ten pigs in the back, and I'm driving by the restaurant, and guys are coming out here, and the pigs squeal, yeah, giving me yeah. funny looks. Yeah, there's <laughs> like, my sausage that? and bacon. I just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> direct uh, direct deposit. That's right. I can't get localer than that. No. <laughs> So, yeah, and that's how it started, and um, I, I had bought um, uh, some sows and gradually got into it, and um, now uh, my wife and I, we have 30 sows, and we wow. make feeder pigs, and uh, we raise all year long, and 
this was a particularly tough year because of the winter. Kind yeah. Of hindered me a little now, um, but I guess every farmer had their, oh, yeah. you know, hell to go through this past <laughs> winter. So, you know, Farming no in New England. Complaining about that. So A lot yeah. of the farms I follow online, they're down in Georgia. Yeah. And they're loving life, farming, and I'm like, yeah, you live in Georgia. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Here, we're in our third week in May, and we just had snow on the ground here. Oh, you know, I, four and a half weeks no, ago. Yeah. You know, piles the, of snow. The yeah. ice just left the ponds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's wild. So. Yeah. But that's New England. It changes, yeah. and, and we get it done. So, yeah. yeah, I've been, well, this is my um, about 34th year of wow. selling feeder pigs. Really? Um, again, we started, you know, very small, and uh, I, I meet good people. Yeah. I meet people who, you know, are kind of more in contact with the earth and oh yeah you know they're they're more real people type yeah. thing um i help the 4-h kids that's great um, and i put on some demonstrations here for them and i oh, judge really? a for them it's like my way i guess of giving back yeah because I, I i see a kid that works with animals yeah is is different he has responsibility respect and he yep. he just has to do things besides sit behind the computer all day and exactly. you know like that exactly. he has to take care of his animals and when I judge I when I judge at the end of the uh, show I thank the parents for taking the time yeah. you know to work with their kids um, yeah. I, I think if more kids had things like that to do that we'd oh, yeah. have less problems with kids getting in trouble yeah. you know I, I and idle hands are trouble idle hands you know it goes back to there's that there's no you know. idle hands on a farm no there's always something to do believe me yeah definitely <laughs> so yeah you know the, you know it's through that I've seen generations I mean yeah. there's kids that I've helped now that are getting married and having their own That's kids great. but so, yeah we have um, we have customers that um, well, I started with customers of about one or two pigs, yeah. and I've still got some of them. And, yep. you know, they've gotten older, and their families have left, so they stopped doing it, you know, for themselves like yeah. that. But, yep. you know, you're getting new people come in, and oh, yeah. they want to learn. And yep. um, with the CSA things today and, yep. and um, that, I'm dealing a lot more with people who are buying them, you know, for that reason. Right. So my business has kind of gone off in that oh, direction nice. a little more. Nice. Um, but I still do the private people. If you want one or two, that's how yep. I started, and I'm not going to forget that yeah. so you know that's yeah. that's my thing so you're saying you also sell to people do you sell whole pigs to people for csa's no i sold the, the feeder Feeders, pigs gotcha. yeah I, I strictly stick to the feeder yeah, pigs that's that's my thing and you know there's a good reason tom has tried you... selling pigs to customers directly in the past but he prefers to work selling feeder pigs to farmers and there's a good reason why um, I'm kind of old school. Um, I, I don't like to deal with all the <laughs> the fancy people. And, uh, <laughs> I want to deal with guys like me. You know, those are the guys right. that shovel pig manure. Right. You know? <laughs> so yeah, we, we do that. And yeah, I, I don't have. It's it's more of a time thing because yeah. I also work off the farm. Yeah. I, you know, this is full time here, but I have to subsidize my pay. Yeah. You know, off the farm. So it's if you spread yourself too thin, you're not doing your job well yeah. somewhere. Yeah, so. absolutely. And um, I had people before that I would butcher the pig. They're hanging on the rail at the slaughterhouse. We talk to them, and, oh, yeah, okay, a month, you know, and now. it's good. And two yep. weeks, yeah, it's good. And, oh, geez, now I don't want it. Well, you know, yep. I got like a three-, four-day window here to yeah. make a decision. Yep. Where if I call you and you don't want your pigs, I just call the next guy on the list. And, you know, <laughs> so it's a lot easier, yeah. you know. And you definitely, so, the, like you mentioned, the, the people that you interact with, people shoveling pig manure. That's it. And on the retail end... You know, if someone's looking to start a business like mine where we're dealing direct with customers, right? you get a customer, I, uh, you get a certain kind of customer that they like the idea of local food, right? 
Um, but that doesn't mean they like pig manure. They're right. The, they're a little right. more high, you know. Right. Uh, high society, and with that comes a certain yeah, um, a certain way you got to work with them. Tom raises a great pig. He raises purebreds and he raises crosses. So we, I keep kind of a closed herd. Um, yep. I haven't bought a female um, to breed in 22, 25 years. Um, They all come from my herd because I know what they do. I know their mothers. Um, I buy purebred boars um, for the most part. Um, I look for quality that I'm trying to put in. Uh, We have my my basic sow herd is Landrace Yorkshire. Um, I like the white mothers. they have more pigs. They're very good mothering ability. Yep. Um, I am strong on underlying. They've got to have at least 14 udders yep. to stay here because we're having, except for this year, decent <laughs> litters that, yeah. you know, we've weaned 15, 16 pigs sometimes. Wow. So everybody's got to have a bottle to go yeah, to. So, right. you know, that's, that's important. Um, Right now, I have a Hampshire boar that I'm kind of playing with. I love Hampshires, but oh, yeah. they, they just don't have the number of babies that yeah. my, my my white pigs do. So, so. Are, you, are you crossing? Yeah. Oh, cool. um, the Yorkshires are kind of nice and long yeah. in the land race. In yeah. the Hampshire, he's a little more stout, but yeah. more muscled. So yeah. by crossing them, we're going to hopefully get that long pig with wow. some good hams and good shoulders in them. And like have that. you done that yet? I've done it years ago, but oh. I, uh, the hamp has gone out of them, so yeah. I got a little bit coming back in. Yeah. Oh, so wow. I wanted that. That's great. So it's, you know, it's something I, I'm looking forward yeah. to. And it's like. You can hear when Tom talks about pigs, he loves them. And that's why he's such a good mentor when it comes to raising pigs. Tom's given me lots of advice. He helped us from day one. He had us come and tour his facility before we even bought a pig from him just to see what we were getting into. He won't sell you a pig without doing that. He's a great pig mentor. He had a good pig mentor, too. Maybe that's why. Um, I had a mentor um, in Middletown. His name was Cliff Congdon. Um, He's since passed. He Uh, had Yorkshires, and he was real proud of them. So he helped me out a lot. So that's where I got some of my first breeding stock. And uh, we we listened to him. And, you know. um, Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Some of the things that he taught me um, still are with me today and yeah. I use and then there's other things that people say like um, they used to castrate um, pigs I believe it's on, on a full moon or a rising moon oh, yeah. and it's like I can't I, I gotta castrate <laughs> them when I have time and things like that you know yeah. so but yeah it's it's like that and wow. um, uh, one thing I, I still do yeah. in for once you wean the pigs, is I feed them oats. Oh yeah. Um, I mix it in with with their baby pig ration. Yeah. Um, because they, it's like a little like roughage that kind of dries their intestine a little really? bit, so they don't have uh, dysentery wow. or less chance of dysentery. Yeah. You know and. Yep. Um, well, he was the one that got me on the Yorkshires, and, yep. um, you know, I helped him there, yeah. farrow pigs, and, yeah. you know, so and he taught me. With him. Yeah, yeah, you know, um, being there with him, taking yep. care of him, and, um, you know, um, 
feeding them proper, taking care yeah. of them proper, yeah. you know. Um, I know from doing business with you, Tom, you right away talk to your customer. When they're brand new, you, you walk them through the, the care. You ask do you have if it's a colder time here, do you have a barn? Right. You don't just send pigs with people and say, yeah, have fun, they're yours now. I care about the product I put out. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I want that animal to be taken care of. Yeah. And if that animal's taken care of by you and fed right and housed right, you'll do this again next year. Yep. But if you don't have a facility to put them in and, you know, your wife calls you at work and says, hey, the two pigs are running down the road, <laughs> yeah. you're going to think, this is a big pain in the ass. Yep. I don't want to do it no more. And then you won't you know? have me as a repeat customer. Right, yeah. right. I'd rather, because I've had customers want a dozen pigs. Yeah. You know, I'm going to raise them and sell them, but do you have any sold yet? No, but we'll, we'll sell them. Don't do that, yeah. you know. Start small, take baby steps. Yep. Because... Last year, the price of pork was really high. Yeah. Right now, it's kind of settled back. And if you take them pigs, like, say, down to Middlesex Livestock Auction, yeah. you won't even get your feed money back, let alone what Man. you paid for them. So don't waste yeah. your time. Start slow. Get customers. That's, um, e that's exactly what we did when we talked to you first, Tom. You said, start with two. Yeah. And if you can sell the one, that'll help defray the cost of the one you raised for yourself. Right. And then grow. And, and then that, that's exactly how it worked for It'll us. be the learning process exactly. for you, too. Yeah. And yeah. You, you gave us some advice on how to set up for those pigs. Yep. Let's talk about that. When, what do you want to make sure everyone has first? I, I like to, I would, I'll take time with the people to come over to show them. Yeah. Um, I think we visited before we you even did. got pigs, right? Yeah, I remember that. You had us that. come and, your, your and wife see and the place. You come over, yeah. Right. Um, yeah, and my dad came. That's right. We walked that's the property. Right. We talked about. You said, "Come up, see the place. See that's how right. They house them. See how they work." And that's we'll right. So you can get some ideas. Yeah. So because it's everybody's like rush, rush today. We'll take yeah. the time, learn, do it right. Feed them a quality pig feed. Um, then, if you want to divert to other things like produce and right. things like that. Right. Um, they really don't gain on that, but yeah. it makes you feel good that yeah. you're marketing something right. that you have left over, yep. you know, like that. Um, and you, you went into that first thing was our, when we were talking about feed, you said, listen, you can let them eat grass because we wanted ours out on grass. Yep. And that's, you know, good fences make yeah. good neighbors. And yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> we had to go when we fenced for the outside area. We had to dig down with an excavator. Yep. We buried logs. Yeah. Zip tied the fencing to the or a radiator clamp to the logs. Yeah. Yeah. And so far, we've only had a few escape artists. Last year, one of the ones we got from you, he had, he had pointy ears. Yeah. And he was the only one in the bunch. Damn Yorkshire. Yeah. <laughs> and I called him Spike because of the spiky yeah, yeah. ears. That guy got out more than any pig I'd ever had. Well, they. I was going to turn him into a roaster. He was so bad. But I only sold one roaster, and we had a pig in the group that grew smaller than the rest. Yeah, so I was yeah. like, oh, he gets to there go to the go. end. Yeah. And sure enough, he was getting out right up. The day I was getting ready to load, he got out. Full size. Yeah. There pig you go. There you go. Running yeah. around the property. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, they, they all have personalities. Oh, yeah. um, I mean, the sows do, too. Yeah. And, um, you know, they're, they're the most curious thing. I mean, yeah. if you ever give a, a, a pig a pail with a nipple on it yeah. and they've never drank that way before, I give you 10 minutes and he's, figure it out. Yeah, he's fooling around with it. Yep. And, I mean, they eat wood, they yep. chew on things. So <laughs> you got to make it so it's going to, yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. last. But, um, yeah, uh, but again, going back to the feed thing. Yeah, let's um, talk about feeding. If you're selling these, 
you know, like a CSA situation, or if you're putting it in your own freezer. Yep. You, you want quality. Yeah. And with quality grain and a quality pig, you can get a quality price. Right. So feed him the best you can. Yeah. You know, um, and again, if you if you range him out on dirt, it's going to take extra time yeah. for him to get to market. Yeah. Because um, I can market a pig in five months from the day he's born till wow. you know, the day he's... 230, 250 yeah, pounds. That's great. But again, that's in a semi-confined situation. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, One of the biggest challenges a new pig farmer will come across is moving their pigs. Tom's got some great advice there. If you're moving pigs, um, there's always um, an aggressive one, and there's yeah. always the coward. So yep. you kind of want to move them as a group. Yeah. Um, and there's the old saying, you don't teach a pig how to sing. It just pisses the pig off. <laughs> it gets you mad, you know. So you you move them. You, you don't push them is what I'm saying. Um, moving them as a group, it's easier. Um, What's the best way to get a group of pigs to move? If you're going to have... A place where you're going to raise the pigs, make sure you can get a trailer to it. Yep. Okay? Um, the best thing would be is back the trailer up to the where you're going to load them. Um, try not to have electric fence there because the pigs, they remember electric. Yeah. And I swear to God, they can smell it when it's off. So they start <laughs> digging, but when it's on. And feed the pig in the trailer. Feed the pigs in the trailer yeah. um, toward the end. Throw some grain in there. Let them go in there. Let them walk out. Get this way, the day that you're going to do it. You're not going to have a heart attack, and the pig's not going to have a heart attack. Because yeah. you really don't want to stress that pig out before you butcher him. Yeah. You know, um, because I've seen um, pigs, when they were stressed in, in, like, the hams, there's little blood spots really? in them. It's like, you know, it's just he's just so stressed yeah. out. Yeah. Wow. So you, you don't want to take the four months or so you've had them yeah. and throw that work Ruin. away at the end because you're not going to be able to take that ham and sell it to a customer right. with blood spots in it. Right. Um, it's not bad, but it's not pleasing to Visually, look at. Visually, they don't right. like it. It's not going to hurt anybody, but right. it's not going to sell because right. they'll look at that and say, oh, go to the next one. Right. Yeah. You know, so. Boy, that's um, fascinating. Move slow, move in groups yep. if, if you can. You know? Do you use, like, feed to get them there? Do you like to... Um, my sows walk from the back of the barn into the farrowing room, and we just go out, wow. and I let them out. And they just, they work with you. I go with their pace. Yeah. Some will jog around the corner. Other <laughs> ones have got to fart around because yeah. they're digging on dirt because they haven't seen it. Yeah. There's a little grass, so they have some grass, and finally I point them around the corner. Yeah. And as you move the pig, do not get ahead of his front shoulder. Because if you get ahead of his front shoulder, uh, whatever side you're on, he's going to turn the opposite way. Oh. Okay, so you just stay behind his front shoulders. Yeah. Um, we call them battle boards. Um, yeah. It can be simple as a piece of plywood with some handles on. Just yep. kind of keep that and point him in the direction yeah. you want to go. Um, a slow presence, Yeah, right? don't let him gain ground going backwards. Yeah. Because just keep him in the direction you want to do, you know. This could take an hour. This could take 15 minutes. That's you know? a great right there. Knowing that, just give yourself time. Yeah. When you got to move them, don't don't have to get to work. Yeah. <laughs> don't yeah. have to. Yeah. Or, or get up. Trouble. Give yourself two hours to do it. Yeah. Because if you get him in the trailer early, you just have another cup of coffee. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I mean, I, you know, my knees are 
beat yeah. up and yep. my shoulders are beat up from wrestling <laughs> with these things and at my age you learn the way to do it they right. do the way they want yeah. to do it and i just work with them you know so yeah it's um not everyone's going to have the chance to buy from you tom right some people we do have a good amount of listeners in connecticut and viewers in connecticut um but a lot of our audiences we have people listening in australia so if they can't come to you what should they look for in a source for pigs? What do they want to see in the in the pig farmer? Um, I'm I'm very much into cleanliness. Yeah. Um, not to blow my own horn, I keep my place very clean. Doesn't I'm sitting right? The pigs are right behind me. Doesn't smell a bit. Um, we, we move our manure every day. Yeah. Um, I don't have a flush system. We use um, shavings or, you know, a little bit of shavings, but it's like semi-solid manure. Yeah. So you move it. Um, if you move it every day, you, you don't have fly issues. Yep. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> if you don't, you know, clean it, you'll have disease issues. Yeah. Um, but let him have some knowledge. I mean, y- you want to buy a pig that has some size to it. Don't buy a little 20-pound pig. Yeah. Um you know, my pigs go out at like 40, 45 pounds, yeah. and, you know, they're past the very fragile stage, yeah. you know. Um, I mix my pigs before the customer comes because they're going to fight with each other because that's just what they do. It's yep. it's a pecking order. Yeah. So if anything happens, I want it to happen here, not, you know, with you. I mean, if I took, you know, and put pigs from different litters in your truck, you could be all right. But then they got home and said, geez, I don't know you. So, yeah, you know, start let's start scrapping, yep. you know. So, but, you know, kind of cleanliness. Um, cleanliness. You know, the pigs are, you know, their coat is like, you know, not rough. Um, Their tail has got a little curl to it. Um, Because a pig who just doesn't feel well, you know, he's going to be a little lethargic. You know, his eyes will be a little sunk in his head. His his tail, you know, could be dropped and, you know, coat rough and things like that. The coat could be rough from parasites too, you know. Um, But just for the most part, you know, somebody who you know, cares about their animal, and again, you're going to have a better experience if you buy, you know, a pig that's got a little more quality, um, you know, price isn't always the best, um, though I keep track of Craigslist and things like that, my price is fairly, you know, the bottom part of the list, but, who knows what next year is going to bring, um, you know, I don't raise my price every year, and I, I hold my price, because, for most years that, you know, my prices were a little higher. So, yeah. you know, and last year I could have got more from my feeder pigs at auction, but I, I couldn't say to my customers, I'm going to take them to the auction yeah. and not give them to you because yeah. you're going to get mad at me. But, you know, yeah. it's... customers. Yeah, and you have a little knowledge, you know, yeah. and do a little research before you do it and yep. hopefully get the right, you know, information. But you, you, health is a big thing. So look for health, look for... Uh, do you... Preferably, I'd imagine it'd be better to find someone like you who specializes in feeder pigs and not someone who's just raised a bunch. Well, you're going to get a guy who's got a sow, but again, yeah. it's it's how, you know, I, I've seen things on Craigslist where, you know, the babies are out in this pen in snow, yeah. you know, and uh, so. But So what would the warning signs be then? If you see. Is the, cough, cough. Um, okay. 
just not moving well. Um, uh, you know, again, the tail dropped, the yep. ears dropped if they're an erect ear animal. And, you know, make sure their eyes are clear. And, yep. you know, it's like when you walk into this barn, the pigs don't see well, they hear better. Yeah. So they're going to bark and run. And, yep. you know, so if they don't feel well, yeah. they, you know, I'm not going to do this, you know. So, <laughs> But, yeah, you know, just it's kind of yeah. a common sense thing, yeah. I guess. If It's a general, you know, the way any sick animal looks, keep your eyes out. Right. Right. And, and look for, like you said, look for a place that's clean. And I would say find someone that you feel like you can trust. Cause Very much so. If I, I knew I had no idea what a good pig looked like the first time I came here. But I knew right away I felt like I could trust you. Transporting your animal. Um, yeah. I kind of like the, the um, plastic closed-in, semi-closed-in yeah. dog carriers. Um, put some sawdust in there so yep. he can have a little traction. Um don't leave him in the sun. I mean, yeah. when you get him, go home with him, and because yep. it's a stress move in him, and yeah. they like to be in a more enclosed place that's comfortable for them. And yeah. you get them dog carriers, and you put a couple of pigs, and you'll know that you know when you get home, they're kind of laying side by yeah. side. They're a little scared. They don't know what's yep. going on, but it's it's less stress for them. Yeah, it's a stress day for sure. Right. And the less, the more you can do to make that better right. for them, the better it'll be. Again, that's a reason why I mix litters here. Pre-mix. So you can pick out the ones that you want so yeah. that's one less worry you're going to have yep. um i use ivermectin injectable warmer yep. um i was doing that the day the customer gets it but i've backed that up so yeah. that's one other stress thing that one they don't thing. go through yeah, yeah that's great. right right so it's like great. pick them out put them in there and get them home when you get them home just leave them alone yep um you're going to want to watch them. Yeah. I mean, you'll spend more time watching them oh, and yeah. taking care of because they're always the doing something, yep. you know. But leave them alone, you know. Yeah. Let, them, let them get settled in and then handle them. Yeah. Um, because when you start to handle them, yep. you know, you get them used to you. So moving day comes. When they get bigger, yep. Yeah, it's like they I never... I get mine s- to the point where they'll come when I call. There you go. Yeah. yeah. But it takes a couple months of yeah. interaction Yeah, daily. get in there. Let them, they're chew on your shoes. They'll yep. do things. But pet them and so yep. they're not afraid of you, you know. Yeah. It's um, I, I'm my wife and I. We showed pigs for 22 years, yeah. right? And I can always remember going to the fairs. And at the end of the fair, you know, it's time to load the pigs. So, you know, I would usually load first because I had two loads. So we just open the gates and they'd run and bark and run right <laughs> in the trailer. You know, we've handled them. And then you get the guys who didn't do nothing, yeah. and they're grabbing them by the tail and the ears. Yeah. And you don't want to do that in front of people. Yeah. Um, because, again, you never know who's watching yep. you, and, yep. you know, sometimes, you know, <laughs> you'd like to boot the pig, but right? you can't do that, you know. It's I like, always wonder, early in the morning when I'm having trouble with animals, I always hope my neighbors aren't out for a walk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm yelling. Like, ah, yeah, ah, yeah, yeah, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, yeah, sometimes uh, they get you. Yeah, you get know, you it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, again, it's, you, you know, our food supply is the safest. Yeah. Um why people would eat things from china yeah. i mean they have regulations who knows what yeah. they are <laughs> um and you have you know the animal rights people are just they just push us yeah. uh, you know in because you don't know it makes it all right so you know the food coming in from other countries don't have anywhere near the the inspection yeah. that we do yeah. so you know except that some things have to, you yeah. know, be sacrificed yep. for you to have your food. And, uh, you know, price is usually. Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's you know, buy local. Yeah. You know, 
it helps us, Absolutely. you know, and Absolutely. you know you're getting a quality product. And if you buy, you know? everyone thinks local is expensive, but if you buy the right way, I always tell my customer, I don't sell retail anymore. Don't buy a retail car because then I have to keep freezers and I have to worry about not selling. Right. I sell holes and halves. Yeah. And that way I can get it to my customer at six six fifty, which in our area is comparable yep. to at least Trader Joe's and Whole Foods. Right. It's better than you'll find it there. Right. For you know, I'm selling the whole pig, so they're getting tenderloin for right six fifty a pound. Right. Now I can do that because I sell whole. Right. And they have to invest in that whole animal, but I even make it a payment system. Yep. So this local food thing, it can work. Everyone just has to relearn how to make that food transaction. Yeah, that's another thing I've always told my customers. If you're going to sell a whole or a half, yeah. get some money. Up front. Yeah. Absolutely. Because, you know, it, it gets some money maybe in three stages. That's exactly what I do. Because yeah. it's like, how much does that car cost over there? Well, it's $159 that's a month. It. You know, they're not going to tell you easy. it's $30,000. No. You know? They send yeah. you the flyer for a lease and it says $139 a month. Right. I, think, oh, I, can, I can afford that. Right. That's right. exactly right. So you're not hitting the customer with one big, you know, yeah. wham bill Two, at the same time. It's $1,000. I need it now. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. You know, so that, that's the way to go. It's, um, yeah. you know, it helps them. Plus, you're working with their money. Yeah. You know, you yeah. buy the pig with their money. You feed the pig with their money. I and, get my deposit covers all my costs. Yep. So if they walk on me at the end. There you go. I can just resell the pig, or I can keep it, and, and I haven't lost any money. There you go. It doesn't. It doesn't pay. It's a, all my cost. It doesn't pay for the butcher, but if I need to pay for the butcher to eat my own pig, well, that works right. for me. Right. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Tom, no, before we before we finish, why would you, as someone who loves pigs and been doing it your whole life, why would you say someone should be interested in trying out raising their own pigs? Um, it, it's an experience. Yeah. Um, that I think. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply everybody had years ago that doesn't have now and i think this is why we have such a disconnect with our food um people think that it's terrible to eat you know me and it's happened for hundreds of years you know i call it the renewable resource (laughs) there will be here you know um but i it's you know what you put in them you know what you're going to get out of them And that's what I always tell my customers. They are what they eat. Yes. So put in what you want to eat. Yeah. You know, um, I had this fella, he, he would come to me and he has brewer's grain and yeah. um, apple pumice. And he yeah. was going to raise it. I says, no. I says, because you're going to be calling me because you're going to have problems with them. You yeah. know. So are you sure? Trust me, I'm sure. Yeah. So he bought pigs for me last year. And it was his first year. He fed him grain, and from what he was telling me, he was selling them for ten dollars a pound in cuts. Great. So, and he come back this year, and he's getting two batches of pigs for me. So, just it's not fair to the animal. Yeah. You know, feed it right, so it can have a quality life. Yeah. And again, the pig needs a, a balanced diet. He's not like a, a a cow with sheep. He doesn't need all the roughage. Feed him 
quality pig feed yep. okay and if you want to feed them something else sure. that's good but it's going to take away a little bit yeah. from the bottom line of, yep. of uh, you know he's going to be in today and out you know uh, yeah. if time is not your problem dairy products are great if you can get them yeah um especially milk you know um but you know they'll they'll, they'll grow real fast on that uh, um probably a whisker faster than even the grain you know and yeah but um you know feed him quality take care of him and it's going to be an experience like i say you, yeah. you've never had that's again why, oh, yeah. why i go back and work with the kids because yep. you know i've seen I've seen generations of, you know, these short kids that are tall people <laughs> and, you know, they have a little place and yeah. they have animals and, you know, they're teaching it to their kids yeah. and, and things like that. So it's kind of rewarding to oh, me yeah. in, you know, I mean, farming is not something you're going to get rich on. It's no. just something that's in your blood that people don't understand. You know, why would you deal with a winter like this to do that? <laughs> well, you, give up? you don't understand, yeah. you know. So, but it's, I, bread and tea, I don't know, it's, <laughs> you know, um, but I, I like working with people that have livestock and like that, and yep. I love working with the pigs, oh, you know, yeah. and, well, that's, that's clear, you know, it's, you're so at one with yourself, and, yeah. you know, I'm part of this yeah. farm, you know, so, yeah, <laughs> a lot so, of history here, yeah, yeah, well, maybe we got, I'll just sign off first, so, Everybody, we talked with Tom Dexter. Tom, if they want to get a hold of you, if they're living nearby, they want to come talk to you about maybe buying some pigs, how do they get a hold of you? Um, do you have an email, Tom? I do. Maybe we'll go that route. Yeah. So we'll, we'll talk about that okay. when we cut the cameras. I do. Uh, Tom, thanks so much for taking this time. You've been a huge help to us on our farm. I You're the reason it. why we're still doing pigs. I enjoyed and, it. And, uh, and uh, thanks so much for taking the time. They're not as hard as you think they are if you All do right. it right. All right. <laughs> we'll <land on> that. <laughs> that was great. If you live somewhere around Connecticut and you're thinking about doing pigs, I can't suggest Tom Dexter enough. If you want to get a hold of him, you're going to have to get a hold of him through me. Email me, aust at thisishomesteady.com. Ask for Tom's info, and I'll forward you there. This wasn't the whole entire interview. Like I said, this is a video that's found in the Pioneers Only Library. I edited a few of the parts out that were a little bit more visual, if you become a pioneer, you can see the whole video. You can see Tom's pigs. You can see the housing that they're in, how he likes to keep them. He also talks about a couple other subjects, including gestation crates. This was a particularly interesting part. And raising pigs on concrete. If you're really thinking about doing pigs, it would pay to listen to the full interview at thisishomestudy.com. And now it's time for the special announcement and a sneak peek at the next episode, this really exciting one that we're working on that's really big. Uh, so first, the special announcement. The Pioneer Library has really been set up for the serious homesteader, someone who loves homesteading, wants to learn everything they can about it. And a lot of the Pioneers have mentioned in their reviews that it's their research for their future homestead or their current homestead. This library is full of good stuff. So when we first launched it, it was only three bucks a month. Uh, but now that it's chock full of goodness, we're going to raise that price. But we're going to give you one last chance to get in there at $3 a month. If you like this kind of episode, a really in-depth homesteading episode, there's lots more in the Pioneer Library. You're going to love it. 
For the rest of October, if you join Homestudy's Pioneer Program, it will stay $3 a month for the lifetime of your membership. As long as you're a member, you'll be a member for $3 a month. And November 1st, that membership price is going to go up. So rush on over to thisishomestudy.com. Become a pioneer. You'll see in the menu the word pioneer or in the sidebar, there's the picture with the white goats. Become a pioneer. It's three bucks a month right now until the end of the month. And it will be $3 a month for the lifetime of your membership. You'll get exclusive access to all the bonus content. You'll get an extra episode of Homesteady every month. Maybe you're going nuts waiting for the new episode. And uh, now you don't have to. And you can listen to all the other ones that are sitting there waiting. So guys, thank you so much for the support. Whether it's becoming a pioneer, leaving a review. You guys have been awesome about leaving some amazing reviews in iTunes. We just took the second place for the word farm and farming, the second place spot for podcasts, which is mainly because of downloads and because of reviews. So thank you so much for the reviews you've been leaving. I'm going to take a second to read a couple of my recent favorites. Um, They've been so good. One of the recent ones that I really liked is by the Owens Homestead, and they title their review, Careful, the Addiction is Real. We are beginning homesteaders, and Homesteady is by far the best podcast if you are looking for information and also a little entertainment. I listen to them over and over, soaking up all the information, and every time gaining a new idea to research or validating an old one. Homesteady is our addiction for sure. (laughs) I think that's going to be a Homesteady shirt. The addiction is real. (laughs) Uh, We had another review uh, that I want to respond to because i think it's a really good point it's by user d brand he says one year on and i continue to really enjoy the homesteady podcast it has become part of my saturday afternoon routine much as this american life fresh air sounding options have for the last 10 to 20 years i expect and hope that homesteady will continue to produce high quality entertaining information based on living off and with the land much the same as with my other favorite radio shows or podcasts. I'm not a farmer or homesteader, but the quality of the stories and the production have a place in my life now. Great information while I'm doing chores slash errands slash working. However, I disagree with certain aspects of the monocrop episode. He says, I do agree that the land should be utilized in slash by a number of different ways slash crops, including growing a garden, planting trees, especially fruit and flowering trees, but I'm a big fan of a good amount of lawn. He asks, where are the kids and dogs going to play? Lawns serve a useful function, but just like many other aspects of our lives, we need to strike a balance. A veg slash herb slash flower garden makes a home a better place in many, many ways, as does a lawn. It is a playground right outside of my front and back doors that I can watch my kids and dogs and their friends play. I realize that you're not really saying that everyone should turn their lawn into gardens. I just wanted to add my bit to the discussion. I thought that was a really good point. And, uh, you know, we were smashing lawns the last couple episodes. But it's true. There's, it's a good place for your kids to play in the backyard. So, uh, yeah, good point. If you have any good comments about the show or otherwise, uh, go ahead and leave a review on iTunes. Uh, because it might turn out that, in fact, my wife totally agrees with you. Because my wife totally agrees with this comment. She loves our bit of lawn that we actually have that's just lawn. 
and uh, she likes having a spot for the kids to play and to walk around barefoot. Uh, so yeah, balance always good. So nice, nice comment. This episode was brought to you by the Homesteady Pioneers who are keeping this show going. Without them, we would have stopped. Uh, so consider, if you can do it, become a pioneer. And now, here's a sneak peek of our next upcoming episode. Oh, and by the way, our second episode of the sheep, the serialized sheep episode, that's coming too. It's just not instantly. We're going to do another sheep one a little bit down the line about fiber and stuff. So don't think I forgot that. It's all coming. Now, here comes... A sweet adventure. And, you know, at one point, it's probably like 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and we just stop. And I took some film at this point, and we just look at each other, and we're like, what do we do, bro? Like, where are we? Like, there's no signs of anything. We're, like, still, like, all you can see is, like, fog, rocks, like, sheer cliffs. You can't see, like... 10 feet past you and we're like oh we're just gonna we're gonna die out here we looked at each other we're laughing but you know we're not really laughing we're like laughing but like just like sadly laughing so we're like okay let's just let's just keep going getting lost in the wilderness not knowing where you are not having enough provisions to last much longer this is the story we're going to hear today on the Homesteady Campfire. That episode coming shortly. And while you're waiting, head on over to thisishomesteady.com, become a pioneer, and enjoy the 20-plus other bonus episodes and videos in the Pioneers Only Library at thisishomesteady.com.